0: This week's episode is brought to you by Gold Paladin, the most trusted name in sacking in all of Vanguard. Gold Paladin, as if drive-checking wasn't enough. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas, your host, and today we're doing a very special episode. Not the kind of very special where there's like... Drug abuse or, you know, 90s sitcom stuff. But we're talking today about Gold Paladins. And for the first time, I have my co-host in the room with me. Why don't we go around the table and introduce ourselves? I'm Atlas. I'm Richard. Just do it. Fine. Yeah. I'm Alvin. And I'm Matt. Yeah, so uh, the, most of the people here don't really know enough about Gold Paladin for it to matter. I'm oh, sorry. I'm and I'm no like
1: straw dolls for someone
0: else that's supposed to be coming in? You mean straw man? No, straw dolls. No, it's a stra- like a straw man argument where it's, okay, whatever. Anyway, so we're, we're just talking about it because we were hanging out and we're having fun. Richard's playing with his buddy fight deck. Like, You're welcome. Gabe. Yeah. Gabe, Does, I don't. I think Gabe just listened to the one episode, and he's not going to do it after that. That's the plan. Apparently, we've been overshadowed by the Hamilton soundtrack. If you if you chose to listen to us over the Hamilton sh- soundtrack, thank you. But uh, why don't we just kind of get into it? So, Gold Paladin was a clan released in uh, BTO Six Breaker of Limits, and it focuses on calling cards from the top of your deck in order to gain advantage. This is a Paladin clan after all. So there's stuff with calling from deck to do things am i missing anything the original intention of you, know, the you know shaking your head isn't
1: gonna like <laughs> they can't see you shaking your head well no, no i don't yeah. think you're missing anything at all so far it sounds good okay well uh so aside from that the there are three kind of
0: specific i guess choices in are we talking currently like yeah 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 corin- currently currently i guess we can talk about the history a little bit uh, when it first came out, it, it was uh, focused around uh, Incandescent Blonde Ezel. Was it, it was a dude with sick abs and a, like, Yeah, blonde, incandescent, lion, blonde Ezel.
2: incandescent Blonde Incandescent uh, Blonde, yeah. I have a picture of him on my ceiling. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, <man. laughs>
0: I, I should just start doing that. That, that would be smart. But um, the way he worked was, like, you would counterblast two, look at the top card, call it to rear guard, and then, like, Ezel would get the power of the thing you just called. So you could, like, fill your field... And get a lot of power, but at the same time, it relied a lot on sacking because it was just the top card. For uh, some
2: reason,
1: it worked. I
0: don't know why. Uh, people stack.
2: If you're Aichi, <laughs> you actually call like some any card you want. But you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we have to call the top.
0: Yeah, card. Blaster Blade <laughs> or whoever.
2: Yeah, and then
0: over time, it, it became it, they it formed into the liberators, which were like all the royal paladins that got quote unquote locked away, and then just made a gold paladin because Aichi couldn't make up his freaking mind between oh, I really like playing a royal paladin, but I've hung out with gold paladin for a season, and they're like, oh, cool, we'll just be gold paladins for you. Yeah. Because why not, right? So after that, Legion Format came out, and uh, the Liberators got bluish flame
1: Liberators. I, f- I feel like we're not really going into depth about Ganselot Zenith. Okay. I feel like we're really we're really disregarding his existence and that really infuriates me right now. Th- then talk about <laughs> it. We skipped o- I skipped just, over you just, you just, by accident. you just mentioned Blaster Blade Liberator basically and then you're like all right now let's just go right into the meta, yeah. you know. So, fine. Go for <laughs> it. Yeah, again, this is not my area of expertise, that's why you're here. Just I I'm just so. I'm just trying to remind yeah. everyone that that basically Liberator's we like I understand Alfred was kind of cool and all. It got plus two K for the whole field and could potentially be like a forty K beater. Oh man! When you had break ride, but like that wasn't really the best thing in my opinion. It's like okay, cool, forty K PG. But anyways,
2: oh middle lost a lot of games against like that. Red. But yeah no, Gansaud right. Zenith
1: let's yeah. we we just have to acknowledge the fact that its existence made a really big impact for Liberators and Golds in general like Gold yeah. and kind of like sizzled <laughs> out especially since no, okay let's um, the honest thing here is the only reason Blondezel was good to begin with because English was dumb when it came to releasing their stuff cuz we went 1 two, six, six. Three, yeah four, so basically five, yeah. the best the best thing that could to go head that could go toe to toe with Blondezel was literally King of Knights Alfred, and that already sounds awful, like, yeah. when you just think about that matchup. Yeah. So, Ezel being the meta was only meta because they literally brought Ezel out, thinking, oh, this will grab the attention of people, but now the turn, the local tournaments were just basically, if you're not running Ezel, you're not going to win, and then basically every gold paladin thing was, like, like Halo shield marks like, what, 30 bucks each at the time? Yeah. Blonde mm-hmm. Ezel was, like, a $25 card. Yeah, probably
2: dominated for a long time after that was Spectral Duke.
1: Oh yeah, Spectral yeah. Duke came out. Eleanor, got... I forgot about that too. Yeah, basically was... Gold's just, yeah. Gold's got this reputation in English format as this thing that just kept on sacking because it was just so far ahead of everything else. So we didn't really get a balance until...
0: Probably about BT12, right? I would Before say that.
1: But I would say maybe like BT09 was when things kind of started chilling out. Oh, okay. BT09 yeah. is a thing because now we got Aquaforce, we got Vermillion got their stuff, so it's like, okay... Yeah stuff's kind of shown out. We're kind of back with the same flow like Japan did. Yeah. So then then of course we had to screw it up again and get BT11 before BT10. And that kind of made sense because BT11 no one was really going to care about to be oh. honest. The only thing people wanted was dollars and maybe oh. Transcore. Yeah. From that set and if they wanted two Celestials. Well, Deuteronomy Descendant was... Or was that BT-10? That's BT-10. Oh. So it's Gauntlet like... Yeah. yeah, Gauntlet Buster. The, literally, everything in BT-10 was everybody, everybody wanted. Everybody wanted the Liberator PGs. Everybody wanted Raticator PGs. Everybody wanted Genesis, because that was a brand new clan at the time. Mm-hmm. And then everybody wanted Descendant, because it could restand if it didn't hit. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, that was the set we wanted. And Bush was like, oh, if we put this out first, we're just going to sell this and no one's going to buy 11. Yeah. All right, let's put 11 out first. Okay. But other than that. well, so the reason I'm trying it. to say is the reason Golds, the Golds really hit a really good, hard meta from BT-06 all the way up to BT-09 just the fact that Ezreal's existence was misplaced yeah. in English format. So they were. I guess they were thinking, oh, shoot, if we put Alfred first, honestly, Alfred was not the biggest threat in that set. Is was not the biggest threat in that set at all. It was it was the Eradicator stuff that was the biggest threat.
0: Yeah,
1: and they were think they were probably thinking about that. They're like, oh, well, if we put this stuff out first, you know, what might happen, or whatever their case was or the reason. I don't know the details but they decided BT11 was the better choice. I which think,
2: I think I can add on that uh, the reason that they they released in the opposite order is they didn't want the same descendant problem they had in Japan here. Yeah, okay. with too many
1: people, like literally every single like, locals. Was, yeah,
2: they had a strict descendant in Japan. Wow, to two.
1: Yeah, because so many people were playing it. I think I remember that. Yeah. It was the same thing
2: with like Sukiomi. I guess they mm-hmm. restricted Sukiomi to too. Dope, Sukiomi yeah. uh, MLB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all and those then, cards got hit. Got hit because yeah. it's too many people were playing
1: them.
0: That's
2: ironic.
1: So then, basically, when it comes down, to, I feel like when we're talking about like the Liberator stuff, Liberator stuff got really hyped because people had to wait all the way from July till December mm-hmm. from trial deck to the actual set where it got support. Yeah. So by that time, it's like, oh wow, look at all that we got. Liberator PG is cool. Now we can a special yeah. counterblast for Alfred skill. Cool, but then it was like it kind of faded out, especially when you got BT12 and like Link Joker introduced, and everything kind of started balancing out. The game was finally feeling kind of balanced, and everything was like kind of feeling like equal. Yeah. Of course, we still had our top tier meta, but that's we're used to that. Mm. But it wasn't as unbalanced as how Ezreal started it out.
0: Yeah. So, so talking about Zenith a little bit, what's his deal? So th- there was Solitary Liberator Yensla, which was the break ride.
1: Yeah, Um, arguably the second best break ride to Mordred Fountain.
0: (laughs) Mordred Fountain. Mordred
1: Fountain, because... Yeah, Yeah, no,
0: I get it. I I see what you're getting at. But, uh, yeah, so what was Zena's deal? Zena's
1: deal was that we got Alfred. We went from Alfred good to Wolfgang uh, Garmor, which was really meh, but really fun. So I enjoyed that. It was a $3 card. That was the best part. Wait. Call
2: five minutes in turn, no problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then, I loved that thing. That, thing that
1: was, was cool. great because yeah. you just had to... You literally did not call anything early game, which was what we used to have yeah. before G-Format. Now we're just Vanguard. Well, okay, don't break. call. You don't want
2: to push your opponent to the brick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: so now it's like... But so we went from Garmor, and then Garmor had to wait till BT, the BT13. It was kind of like, oh, well, I'm playing Golds, and everyone was playing Chaos Breaker, you know, whatever. So then it was kind of felt like, well, if I play Garmor, they're just gonna lock everything. Yeah. And Alfred sucks because he needs rear guards to power him up, and now it's like with yeah. he's he just gets plus two k. So it was dark days for gold paladin, indeed. Yeah. Uh, no, they were. It was okay. Yeah. They weren't that big a deal. Well,
0: okay, actually, the, the but moment, the, but
1: the thing yeah. was with Zenith, Zenith was kind of like, oh, okay, well, I just need an open column to attack, and then you send stuff back, put the top card, and it gets ten k. So literally, the fact that the thing that got called getting ten k is like, oh, cool. Whatever it is, it's going to hit something. Yeah, you call a trigger. It's a 15k attack. Attack a rear guard. You know, that's a the opponents drop ten if they want to protect their rear guard. Of course, no one wanted to call their triggers that actually really suck. But the most fun thing, for at least for me, that I found a lot happening was every time I did that skill, Liberator Royalty Fallon would just show up, which was the 12k attacker for against uh. it. Just showed up, and I feel like Matt is like saying like he's seen that happen to him a lot yeah. before as well. It's like okay, cool. Oh wow, the 12k attacker yeah. that gets you know, oh that's 22 by itself. That, that's all that happened. To me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like that happens too much. Oh, like, wow, Blaster
2: Blade Spirit. Well, or it's like a grade right. three, and you're just like... Okay. Oh, oh, yeah,
1: and let's also mention that, uh, that, what was his name? It was something like Flying Liberator Gorlois or something, and like Minerva got a copy of that, and no, Ashley got a copy of that. It was those things that were like, choose a grade three with Minerva or, cho- or Galia, choose a grade three with Ganslot, choose a grade three with uh, yeah. Ashley, and you... If it's in your drop zone, you put it at the bottom of the deck, choose another grade 3 Genselot, Ashley, or Minerva, or Brugale, and give it 5k. So like
0: so, Gordine Owl, is that what
1: yeah, you're thinking of? because we are back in the day when the grade 3s in your hand literally did nothing. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you just rode them, but if you had extras in your hand. Now it's like, oh, call a grade 3. Yeah. There's a grade 3 in my drop zone, too. Cool, let's uh, shove it in the bottom of the deck, give it plus 5. And now it also made you start thinking about, what am I healing? Oh, look, there's a Gansaw my drum, so I want to heal that. Give that plus five. So now, not only do you have the Break Ride going five, five, five to three regards you got Gorlis going, oh, let's give that one five as well. Or I have, I, let's call another grade three on top of it. Oh, look, another one of my draw let's do it again. So it was this, like, this fact that we just went from, like, oh, Garmore field, we're done, to, hey, look, power, 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 you know, and then I'll swing for four attacks. And I remember when Gansalot's Xena skill was released, because I was really like, I was like, I know Ganslot's getting across, cross-ride. I, I just got to know what it does. Yeah. And people were like, oh, I don't know how how you would play this. And I'm like, it's so simple. You just do the one column by itself without the boost and then put it in the bottom call it something else. And I remember I remember this was really, really frustrating sometimes when I would be on YouTube looking up Ganslot Xena deck profiles. And I saw, very rarely, I saw some people going like, oh... I like to run stands because if I have to use my boost and I want to call a new unit, I want to have a stand trigger to restand the booster. And it's like you don't need, you didn't need to do that, but it was just really funny people trying to figure out how Zenith worked when it was pretty straightforward. I feel like it honestly was really the first time I ever used Zenith in a tournament. I topped that tournament. Damn. It was it was just good. It, uh, there's been
0: Power Anime or
1: yeah, uh, Power Enemy just close came out. So no, I actually came out. I think the same day. Oh wow! Because I remember people using Temp's Bolt the same day yeah. it came out. And then, uh, Jose got Tempest Bolts, and then that was, like, his favorite card for the longest time. Yeah. And... Our anime was the locals of ours for yes. a long time. Anyway. They have a YouTube channel. Anyways. Yeah. I remember, like, uh, I had three, but, uh, there was a guy that, it's game time, his name is Darwin, he let me borrow one of his game slots just for the tournament, so I could, like, play it out. And I talked. But it was also because Gabe was just messing around with Murakumo stuff, and, like... I cannot wait until Gabe comes on the podcast, it's <laughs> be the, like, funniest thing so, ever. So... But I topped, and there's even a video, of literally me showing how I'm. Sa- I was, I was so sick that day too. Oh. That was the fun part. I was the sickest I ever was in my life. And I decided to go to a Vanguard tournament. Oh, and
0: infect everybody else. Fantastic. Yeah, that's
1: that's that was my plan. I was uh, like, I'm I'm miserable. Let's make everyone else miserable.
0: If if you're not sick, actually, if you're sick, fine. Follow in Richard's footsteps. Go to it's game time. In, <laughs> Uh, Los Angeles, if you happen to live there, so you know. All right, free advertisement. You're welcome, IGT. Anyway,
1: so so Genslot, I feel like was great. I, I, I we I just honestly I evolved into Monarch Alfred because Monarch Alfred at the time was really like the problem solver of every deck, every control deck you could come across. Okay, so wait,
0: so we got Ezl Scissors and then Monarch Alfred. So Ezl oh, Scissors
1: and Genslot Z, it came out at the same time. Yeah, they came in the same set. Ezl Scissors, yeah. I was actually there was a point in time when I was actually contemplating running one copy of it in just, my, to over like Joker, just to fuck just just to know. mess with link joker and i thought oh if i ride this but the thing is i was also thinking well a lot of my liberator skills aren't activated Marin needs a vanguard to get the 3k if i you know have messed up columns i don't fallon needs the extra 3k you know i was like uh these things don't really work out blah 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 but it was probably gonna be fine that was like when i first started playing this game break ride was kind of just starting around Mm-hmm. But I was still really familiar with what the other stuff people were playing because I didn't actually buy my first Vanguard deck till three months after I started really getting into it. I, I just kind of waited out. I was like, oh, this trial deck's coming out. I want to get it. I'd rather save my money and, you know, get that rather than have something now. And then, no, I'm not going to use it once I get that thing. So it was, mm-hmm. it was a really, it was a three-month wait. And then, so I, I was already familiar with people, like, running around with Ezel and, you know, doing their, their little... Crimson Light Cub Crips moved to Soul Superior Right Ezel Next Turn Platinum Ezel Cross Right like right right at the bat. I saw a lot of that, but I was still kind of inexperienced, so I felt like, oh no, it's Ezel Scissors is not a liberator. It's gonna be an assistant, Let's not run it. And also how like Ezel Scissors was like. I honestly don't remember how much it was. I'm guessing it was ten. I might be wrong. When BT14 was out, I can't believe you can remember prices. I'm just remembering prices because I was remember trying to build Gansalot, and oh. Gansalot was a $15 card. Oh. No, was he? I think it was 20 or something. He might uh, have been 15 Okay. But I just remember oh. trying to build this deck and going, do I have the money to do this? So, And then I used it at, well, that was the same year we had, uh, Bushiro had Thank You Fest in Pasadena. That was a while ago. That was
0: after I left the game. I left around BT 15, 14,
1: 15-ish. And that was fun. That was actually a really fun event. Yeah. It was, they had the Fan Fest there, except, to be honest, that... The Thank You Fest was way more fun than Fan Fest. Oh. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh-huh. And Ganslaw Zenith was fun. It uh, took a lot of time, thought, you know, how I wanted the build to be. And it was, I felt pretty confident in how I had it. You know, four Maron, four Bruno, four PG, two Glory. It just, everything was really consistent about the deck. Yeah. And then when we had Monarch Alfred come around, ah, uh, yes. That was, okay, that so was fun. Monarch
0: Alfred was, along with a, uh, scissors I, I think it was like a better like version that's literally what monarch that's why monarch yeah. africade is set out later it yeah. was the better version so he he just can, can you remember the effects off the top of your head or? of course atlas yes, of, course. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do it's uh my little encyclopedia britannica yeah
1: uh let's see liberator monarch sanctuary Alfred. His Limit Break 4 was Counter 3, Soul Blast 2. I think it was Counter Blast 3, Blast 2, anything, which was great. But you literally needed Liberators in the deck for it to work. Because it was take your whole field, put it on the top of your deck, and then you had to look at the top 5 cards of your deck and call it to 5 Liberators. Mm-hmm. So if you were running, like, Flame of Victory in your deck, you couldn't call it if it was on your rear guard, or if you saw it in the top five. So you literally your deck, even though it didn't have an special counter blast like uh, Roundtable uh, Round Table. Round Table Alpha did, yeah. you you still had to have liberators to call. So it was, it was still fine. But it was like I remember my main problem this is the main problem I had with Ganslot is if I didn't ride a scrad and start building my field before I rode Ganslot to kind of get the break right off efficiently, it was like kinda dead. Because I needed to have stuff called already in order to get the break right off. And then you have control decks Especially Eradicators going, no, I'm going to kill off your field before you can break right. you know? So that was the only thing. My biggest fear, honestly, when I remember playing Liberators was having to go against Eradicators, knowing that the biggest counter to it was the fact that I couldn't get my brake right off as efficient. But with uh, BT-15, that nice little card, uh, Liberator Star Rain Trumpeter was, like, amazing. What does he do? Uh, Star Rain Trumpeter, and this the Star Rain Trumpeter's skill revolved around Blaster Blade Liberator. It was... As soon as it's placed, you pick a Blaster Blade Luger either from your soul or your drop zone, put it back in the deck, shuffle, call the top card of your deck. Wow, that was good. And I had this, this I don't know if it's a curse or a blessing, but this happened every single time I used Star I, To this day, when I was using the deck, I'd never called anything else. Okay, maybe something else every once in a while, but the majority of the time, every time that happened, it was Blaster Blade, two deck, shuffle, shuffle, I swear I shuffled as hard as I could, top card was Blaster Blade, right. every single time. Majority of the time and I would also joke with people like watch it's gonna be blaster blade and it was blaster yeah. blade. It was
2: absolutely <laughs> revolting. Yeah. yeah.
1: So and then <laughs> we also had that white Balan, or white rainbow liberator balan, which was the better Dory for Blaster Blade, which was when Blaster Blade was placed on rear, any rear, if Balon was on the field you just unflip the damage. That's really good. So if you have two Balans and one blast blade, you unflip two. If yeah. you have one Balan, two blaster blades, you'd know, still unflip two. <laughs> if you have two balance, two blast blade, you unflip four. Wow. It was just great. So like if I had a ba- if I would call balan, then star rain and I'd put the blast play and I go, is gonna show up right now. Call it oh look, unflip. Yeah. <laughs> it would just happen. And sometimes it would be like, oh okay, well whatever, you know, I can still work with it. And that's what another thing that so that helped with Zenith a lot. Because Zenith was on it was still my main ride before Monarch. Monarch was kind of like, all right, let's finish this. Okay, but Zenith was like the go to ride before that. So you would do Zenith, call Star Rain to kind of build up columns. Call maybe something. Call Blaster Blade if you're me. Call, hopefully, call Fallon if that's your actual target because that's what I would honestly try and go for. Jimmy Fallon. So you'd have your booster, your sixteen K column Jeff Fallon. You're like, you have a field now. Yeah. You know. And if you're at four damage for whatever reason, your opponent pushes you. You're at limit break, and you can start doing stuff. Yeah. But the idea was that you know you go into Monarch Alfred if you're if your opponent's locking your field or is retiring your field, and we got an. Dragonic O Lord started getting support again, starting BT 15, and kind of never stopped after the, that. The OG
0: break ride, yeah. and the rest is history. Yeah.
1: So that's the best part that Monarch Alfred would really attribute is like, when we were, no one had ever expected Legion to ever be a concept ever. Yeah. Because we just had a Limit. We were thinking, yeah. two things on the
0: Vanguard Circle for shame, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, anyway, I just Mr. Emphasis. Our, I just drew a handleball I think there's a
1: monocle yeah. growing out of your eye right mm, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, so it was like, thinking about it, you're like, look at this. Your field goes back, and it comes back out. It's like, oh, Mega Colony, whoever played and played that clan at the time. Mega Colony, stunning your field. Let's put it back, bring it back, out. Tempest Bolt Dragon literally is just the counter to it. Your Temp... Opponent's gonna kind of blast three to get rid of field. You're gonna kind of blast three to get a field back. So it was it was like no matter what happened, you're like, oh, I ride this and my field is back. And then if you just call out balance and blast waves, you know you're gonna get unflips afterwards. You could do it again if you wanted to. So it was is the idea that Monarch Alfred at the time, at least for me, I felt like this is a card that solves any problem during a control deck, and it's right here. Like no Link Joker, no Kagero, no Mega. It's like this is this is the card. This is going to solve all my problems. I know? just imagine
0: you doing like a brave heart speech. <laughs> yeah. They can take my rear guards, but they can never take my rear guards. I, no. just, have a, I just have a picture of Richard kneeling, up, kneeling on his knees and doing a Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as soon as I'm Blessed be modern Sanctuary so. Alfred, yeah.
2: Um, so it was. 12. I was just imagining open up his locker and there's a copy of uh, Monarch Alfred in
1: there. <laughs> with the prayer candles. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just a really amazing card to me. And then it was like, all right, cool, what's the next thing? And then they just literally shot out Legion at us. And they're like, hey, look, you know that thing where Alf, uh, Roundtable Alfred had to have a full field to hit 21? Well, now you just got to put four triggers in your deck, and now your Vanguard can hit for 22 for free. And, it's, and honestly, I just kind of felt like, well, you know, that was kind of a waste. I have to have a full field to hit for 21, and this thing just has to... Be there. Be there, you know, <laughs> to happen. So now I was like... Well, this kind of sucks. I have to counterblast three to get power ups, and this thing just has to attack. Yeah. Like oh, see, I forgot Monarch Alfred's other school. He got ten. He ultimate. Yeah, if you called Blaster break. Blade, Li- Li- yeah, Li- if you Li- called Blaster Blade Li- 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 from the deck, he got ten k a crits. So if yeah. you called two of them, that was twenty k and two crits. Yeah,
0: and then uh, and then he had the classic Alfred plus one k. Yeah. was it
1: was really that. ironic, especially the fact that Monarch Alfred was supposed to be the big boss at the end of season three for yeah. the anime was that IG ran no brake rides units because Alfred doesn't combo with the brake ride at all. Cause you're gonna make your rear guards powered up, but then you gotta send you them back anyway. Yeah. So it was just funny. And I know I'm pretty sure there was people who go had gold Paladin index that were like, oh three brake ride, three zenith and like two monarchs for like techs. Yeah. But I really wanted but I really felt because all this support was related around blaster blade, I really wanted to have like support that would really focus around really helping Monarch Alfred as well. And honestly, I felt like riding the brake ride, and like, oh, no zenith, but look at all these monarch offers I could be brake riding. I just felt like if that happened, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that situation.
0: It was for ride consistency. Yeah, yeah. And
1: also, you, it's like even if you rode monarch reverse, that's fine. Uh. You know, it gets, it has, it has incandescent lion and salvation lion esel well, scissors so skills. The gets plus one free trigger. It had the same thing. Yeah. That thing had so much text on its card, it was unbelievable. It had I, ultimate I, break, it had I, limit break, I, that whole text, and then Lord It had the also. it had the continuous during your turn gets plus one k free and then it had Lord. Like
0: literally, you I'm looking at the picture right now, you can't see his
1: legs. Well he was a tower, that was the point.
2: Yeah, but like j- <laughs> he, just, he was
1: like a giant building. That yeah. was that's what Monarch Alfred is. It's a building.
2: Yeah, but let me say a couple cards with more text, one of which of course being the legendary exculpate the blaster. Mm. <laughs> <I remember him. laughs> That's
0: that's another episode for another day. But anyway, Legion format BT sixteen and seventeen.
1: Oh, that's fun. Dark times indeed. Well, I, re- I remember yeah. uh, at least for long- I feel like I'm like sharing a lot of personal stories with Gold Paladin because I just had like, hey, like every time something Gold Paladin yeah. related there's something happening in life. Well, then like you, and you have you have this like really sweet story for why you like picked
0: up Gold Paladin.
1: Too. Not going to tell it today. Okay, Anyways. fine. Jeez. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like I'll tell it later. Yeah.
1: So then. Uh, uh, like I just remember this. I least it was a thing for me. The same day that they released the trial decks for Legion Link Joker and Legion Liberators with those, the same exact day they released Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. The same day, and I honestly thought, like in my heart, I was like, "Oh, I've been playing Pokemon for years. I'm this is the game that I'm like been waiting for. Like this is I started off with Ruby and Sapphire. I'm so excited for the nostalgia trip." But the whole day that the 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 game and the trial deck came out. I will think to myself, I really want to get that trial deck. Like, and I, in my mind, I was like, I was budgeting. I was like, no, I should just wait till I get the money to just buy all four at once. And BT16 is not going to come out to December anyways. I might as well wait. But that whole day, I was just like, man, I really want that Percival trial deck. Man, I really want that Percival trial deck. The whole day. So I went to GameStop. I got my Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And I only went, screw it. I'm going to go to the card shop. I'm going to go bullpen. I'm going to go get my trial deck right now. And I bought both. I, I spent like half of whatever my allowance was just just to get all that because like, I and I just I did not regret it. It was <laughs> fine. It was fun. And I even though the tri- I, and then I started appreciating the trial deck by itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, you know, this is really fun. Like I don't care if I have the Legion, this is vanilla Legion, it was still a really fun deck to play around with. And then I felt kind of bad ex- because I was like, well, I can't really use this in tournaments, and I didn't want to like throw in uh, Percival into my Monarch deck. Because I don't know, I felt like I would have to make room and would've, take out some stuff. Would have been too
0: clunky, I think. Yeah, and, uh...
1: especially if I wanted to throw an Aglaveil, which had a counterblast, and the deck was already pretty counterblast heavy. So I was like, I, did, I kept them separate. I was like, this is my Legion deck, which I put in my regular whatever sleeves, and this is my Monarch deck, which I put in my fancy Gansalot sleeves. <laughs> and um, so, and I just kept the two separate, and it was just fun to oh, let's play this for fun. All right, oh, and I did not enter any tournaments due to the fact that. EB 11 or at least whatever the shadow paladin and uh genesis ebs that yeah. contain legion where i there was no point because that's what was topping everywhere Well, because revenger right yeah with revenger there's they just they were the only legion decks that were that had actual good skills that weren't generic you know yeah. so that was that was the main reason and okay. it's just so well then there's we, no point it was like oh restanding legion vanguard against a thing that's just and legion they were once. for
2: a very long time
1: yeah uh, it, was, the, it was pretty long yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: okay, so BT-16. What happened in English was they crammed together...
1: Oh, yeah, and they didn't make the Eradicator trial deck, which was a really dumb idea in my opinion.
0: You mean Brawler trial deck? They didn't
1: make... Yeah, why didn't they do that, honestly? Okay,
0: okay, so they crammed together the Brawler trial deck, the...
1: Brawler support, like, literally all the Brawler support. All
0: the Brawler support, uh, most of the... uh, And then, like, they shuffled around 16 and 17 into, like, their own... Yeah, they just... They they kept... The Deleter trial deck, just everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it, It was really weird... It was. I mean, it was kind of cool for some people, but other people like Gabe was kind of bummed out because he was like, "Oh, BT16 Japan, that's Musketeers and Nova Grappler," and he was like, "Oh, that's fun because I like those decks." And then later he realized that's BT17, not BT16. In English, yeah. So then he was like, "Well, why am I even? Why am I even doing this?" And then of course Gabe somehow got into a thing saver deck, and I just want to keep reminding him that he built that. <laughs> because he has this whole thing about how he tries not to be part of the meta, but then accidentally somehow does it. Accidentally somehow does it. Yeah, but kudos to him. We had a, a tournament at bullpen that was literally uh, youth versus adults, which is basically anyone twenty-one or older was on one part of like a big team, yeah. and anyone twenty or younger was like on the youth side. And it was basically to see who was the last one standing, or the last group standing. Plot twist, none of them can pay their rent, because one of them doesn't have to, and the other one spends it on card games. Mm. Yeah. So, but what ended up happening was all the youth scrubbed out, including myself, because I got out-sacked. And this was when I had all my glares and everything ready. I was like, this is the day. I like, it was New Year's Day. I'm going to go to this event. Everyone's going to be there. There's there's probably about, like, maybe 30 people there wow. to okay. that event because it was free, and Koala yeah. did this thing where he gave everybody who participated a map in, like, promos and stuff. Wow. So it was, like, they that made it a really big thing. big thing. It was all free, the whole event. I'm they just, of, they just wanted to do it for yeah. fun. I'm kind of bummed I, I was gone by that point.
0: That all right. So, was really fun. All right, so, so talk, then, talk like, about, like, the legions from 16 and 17 for goals.
1: Well, like, for me, like, I felt like... I don't know, really, like, I feel like every time I have a memory, like, oh, the first time I used this deck, I does to locals, be, you know?
0: Yeah. It doesn't have to be a memory. Just, like, talk about what they do, and then,
1: like... Well, the, the, liberators yeah. were just basically musketeers, but better. Yeah, that's just basically yeah. it. Alvin sheds a tear quietly. <laughs> yeah. musketeers and, <laughs> and then the so other, other thing, musketeers aren't even viable. It was just really yeah. weird because everybody, if you followed with the Japanese with Japan while they were doing getting their stuff, mm-hmm. you were kind of like preparing yourself at the time, going, "Oh, that's what's going to come out." This is what my deck's going to be when it gets to that point for us. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, first is Percival and Core. Yeah. So I already, I already had a deck list for that ready yeah. to go. I was like, all right, four Agla vale, four Fallon or, or yeah. three Fallon, and like three or four Lawful Trumper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, look at this thing. Prominence, Glare, that's really good. Oh, well, this is how my deck's going to be for that. And then you realize, hey, all those things from both of those are now together. Yeah. So, so, prom- so it was like my whole thing about, oh, I guess I'm just going to do my prominence glare or- deck. But then it all, all of it changed because I thought core was kind of iffy because you had to spear call a copy of itself and then, it which I actually thought, crit. Right. That's what I thought. Catch goal was for. I thought catch goal's purpose was, oh, this isn't core. aglaville, put it back. Get another one. Yeah. Keep going till you find it. That's yeah. what I thought the purpose was. Yeah. Because usually the main Legion boss, that's what you're going for.
0: Yeah.
1: It wasn't like, oh, look, conveniently Agrivel, now I get this skill, yeah. which, which is what I do now with core. Yeah. And But that's what I thought was the goal. So I remember playtesting, trying to go, oh, how am I going to make this work? Oh, I guess this kind of works. Yeah. And then Glare came out, and I was like, oh, wow, it's literally got a glory skill, and I just got to throw Josephus or some 7k, and it's 27 glory skill. I'm going to run 8 crit, 4 draw, right? Yeah. And then I remember playing it out on card area when they were updating yeah. the stuff, and I got a mirror match, and I used Guido, because I'm just like, oh, Shun Sola yeah. gets the skill, and I just put a 7k booster. Yeah. He used Chronicle, which is the plus thing. I'm like, oh, isn't that thing supposed to be for, for core, you know, yeah. to make core bigger? Yeah. And then he did that thing where he's like, oh, I'm going to take all your damage. I'm like, no, why is he doing that? And he went, okay, call something, plus three Chronicle, catch goal, call something else, call catch goal, call something else, call catch goal, yeah. and that chronicle was buffing up yeah and i'm like what is he doing and then he activated the glare skill twice so it had three crit and i'm like what's like i didn't get it until he did the total boost and it was like 42k three crit no grade one or higher from pg And i'm like oh <laughs> i am been mean, like that's kind of cheap you know yeah. but then, then i was like but that's really smart yeah and then, and then i started doing that and, it, and yeah. i was like wow this is actually really autopilot but really fun and yeah. consistent because you just call Awful Trumper and you, you, that's already your first free call to puff up Chronicle. And you, you can call two things. That's 33k. That's yeah. good enough. Yeah. Ideally, you want to call maybe four things if you're running Chronicle. And the idea was, oh, if they kill Chronicle, cool. Let's call Bruno instead, you know? Yeah. Is was, that, was, that was the idea. And I ran... I didn't take out Guido. I still ran Guido as a tech. Yeah. So my, my at that time, I was like, this deck is great because I don't care if they lock my field because... Explosion brew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, I just got glory skill and crit. It's, yes. it's great. I don't need anything else. Yeah. So, my first tournament, I topped with it, but only because people were grade locked. And that's when I realized Thingsaver can't do anything unless it, if it can't Legion yeah. at all. It just loses hand. That was that was a fun. Reality. There's, no, there's no sea breeze for sing for things yeah. ever. Yeah, and then uh, it was it was really funny because I just kept. I was like, this. I think this. I went to myself. Like, you know what? I don't care if there's no gold paladin spe- support for a year, which basically almost felt like a year. Yeah. And I'm like, I think this deck is a pretty good deck. I'm just gonna keep with it because I kind of I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, you know, maybe this game's kind of expensive. This this card was like twenty five dollars. You know, I don't have any income. I better kind of tone it down. You know this stuff's kind of expensive, so I think I'm gonna just stick with this. But ironically, this bluish flame just ended up still being like high up in the gold power meta for two years. Yeah. I mean, true. how 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 often does a deck that first comes out and still has basically the exact same grade three boss and exact same play style be the same way and still work for two years? And it's, it's still, very rare. And
0: it's still working to an extent. Yeah. yeah, yeah Thingsave like, is the, the same, same way. way. It yeah. still works,
1: and yeah. that's that's just because Legion's just kind of an overpowered format well, to begin with. there's but, that.
0: There's that end blaster engine. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah to but
1: just, the Blast yeah. range is kind of help. But I'm just saying, Thingsaver Saver as a card itself, you could tech into Alt-Mal and still be great. Yeah. So it's the fact that with Gold Paladin, it was like, oh cool, this thing is going to last me the longest time. And I, I thought I was just saying that just because I didn't want to spend money on new cards. But I was like, you know what, this deck is st- actually doing really well. When I was still in high school, and it was my senior year, and that's when my best friend, Davon, was kind of like... I kind of I kind of unintentionally got him into it because I gave him a Kazi deck for his birthday because he has a thing for dinosaurs. And when I was teaching him, I, I started out by writing Percival to kind of like, you know, make it fair. Yeah. And I feel like the day I showed him what I could do with Prominence Glare, he kind of went, uh. oh no, like what did I get into, you know? Or like this thing where uh, they're like... It's like it's like your I, I don't know. It was it was really fun. It was like an ego thing because it was like he he started teaching our other friends how to play, right? But yeah. they were kind of getting really new. But I would I wouldn't show any mercy. Yeah. They would just be like, oh, "I'm gonna do as best as I can," and I'd like do the Toshiki Kai. Like, is yeah. that the best you've got? And then yeah. just basically burn everything, you know. And it, Explosion like, bro. Yeah. yeah, and then they it, the minute it happens, of course, yeah. they were probably sitting on the other end watching me play solitaire for like a good five yeah. minutes, <laughs> then attacking and said, "I don't care. I can't guard," yeah. you know. Oh, I lost. You know, it, it was really dumb. This was back when Miles, Gabe, Jose, and I we had this dumb rule where if you wanted to be a part of Nexus Core, you had to be one to beat one of the members' best two out of three. The only reason it was fun at the time was because Devon, Alexis, uh, Eddie, and Hirsch were just learning, and we thought, oh, we should just do this because when they beat us, it shows they've grown or they've they've blossomed out of this their cocoon or something. <laughs> okay. So it was like they had to yeah. they had to beat us but two out of three. So I was like, oh, okay. I wanna be the I wanna do it for Devon. Or like if he beats me, then he can join. But it has to be me. Because he's he's gotta overcome I literally That's would I would literally play know, him God. against every time he wanted to play out Explosion Bloom, just so like that every time he remembered playing Vanguard with me, he would think of that memory. That's this it was just it was just a fun concept. So so you basically
0: you gave Devon PTSD.
1: About Prominence Player, which yeah. is what you're supposed to do with Prominence Player. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. this the idea was P, you would ride that card and people would get the same fear as they would about Thingsaver. Except probably worse because this is like a fifty-fifty chance. It's not like things you're like, oh, okay, I'll take the first one, PG, the second one. This is literally, I might not even be able to use my PG right now, and it all depends on what he does right now on his yeah. turn. Yeah, that's that's the thing about yeah. glare that was kind of scary. You're, you're watching the
0: cards appear and
1: disappear, and you're like, you better, you better not. Yeah, exactly. Please, you're... don't.
0: Please, God, no. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, that that was, and it was, it was fun to actually do that. Yeah, it was just fun. Yeah. And He's what was, I think, the, the best part about it was that it was still continuing the Liberator support. Yeah. So all the cards that I collected, like Josefa, Zoran, and Bruno, yeah. I'm sure every other Gold Paladin player relates, they were like, oh, cool. I don't have to worry about grabbing the stuff anymore because I already have it. The only expense, and the best part, I honestly think, I'm so thankful to Gabe, Jose, and Miles for this because we all got boxes of BT-16. We all just went, we are going to yeah. put things towards, you know, towards what we want. Jose wanted brawlers. So every time I pulled a brawler, go it goes straight to, it. to Jose. I didn't even think, oh, the value, it's SP. I'm straight yeah. to him.
0: Yeah.
1: And Miles wanted Aquaforce. Gabe wanted to do the deleters and, like, Thing Saver yeah. for some reason. That was funny because I actually pulled a box with Thing Saver... Uh, uh, Alfred Exiv and uh, the Deleter Grade 3 I forgot its name Oxus uh, Oxus yeah I pull, those are all three of my triplers in my box and he was like I need all three of those really? right and I'm like oh what do you want from and he bought me two more Liberator Trial decks which oh. I was planning on getting myself oh. but he just bought them for me because he wanted those three cards oh, that's nice. and then Miles and Jose individually pulled Prominence Glares from their boxes and gave them to me Score. and compiling all all four of the boxes I got all four of my Regulation Liberators so I was like, I literally got my free mates for glare, two glares, and I li- got all the stuff for my trial decks already, like, ready. I was literally missing two glares, and I was done. Oh. That, and then it was just the fact that I had to spend 60 bucks. Well, I, sp- I spent six, I spent 70 technically, because I pulled Legion Rare Core. I had this thing with Core, since I already knew I wasn't going to like it, I didn't want to pull it, and I had just had this thing like, I swear, if I pull a Legion Rare Core, when I'm not looking for it, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to run Core, i Percival Glare, yeah. not doing Core, I pulled Legion Rare Core. Yeah. And I just went into the shop and I said, how much for this? And they said 50 bucks and I just spent another 10. And I got another box. There you go. So yeah. that's that's what I did. It was it was the fact that probably like other library players probably had to grind and like wait till payday to go, oh, I need to get my cores or I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a hundred bucks and get all four of my glares. I ha- I just had to drop to the 60 and then another twenty-five just to get an extra glare just for my deck. Which which might be a considered like a two hundred dollar deck, and I just spent like a hundred. So like it was so you, but so it you, was really like a team effort. So whenever I think like I built glare, I don't think and I go, Oh, I spent so much money on this deck. I literally think. I just got it. But I felt like I was supposed to get you,
0: it. You, you forced gumped your
1: way to... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and, well. and that's another reason, because since I was so low with, like, budget, yeah, I, I couldn't buy those yeah. cards on my own. So that's why I'm really grateful for Talk it. Talk about
0: a team effort. Uh-huh. Congratulations.
1: Uh, and that, and that's the other reason why I was like, you know what, after this deck, because I'm so happy with it, I just want to stick with this, you know. G-Era, whatever. I, I tried Alt Mile, but I didn't like it when it first started. Yeah. So, but that was, like, another thing yeah. we... we Pitched in for a case. It was only forty bucks, yeah. so I was like, "All right, this works out, right? Get all the alt mile stuff." And I, but I didn't like it, so I sold it. And I was still like, "You know, I really like my glare deck." And I know, like, probably this is a new format because Legion just basically obliterated the majority of the limit break format. You never saw after BT seventeen a limit break deck yeah. ever in a, in a tournament. So I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be the same thing. Yeah. All we're gonna see are G decks," which eventually happened. Yeah. But of course, the cross was like, "No, nah, Legion's still, yeah. you know." Alive and kicking. Yeah, cut even two, to this day. Cut two. So Star Dragon. I was. I was honestly like, you know what? I, this is. I just want to play with this deck. And for some reason, it still gets support. Yeah. It got Burneus and that new crit trigger, yeah. uh Barb Truck. Yeah. And I honestly kind of thought to myself, like,
0: Man, you still have it? I was like, it. what are you? What do you? Okay. Yeah.
1: You know, I was like, I was like, not expecting this because I was honestly, I was still kind of excited a little bit for Grugetzwick because I'm finally, like, finally, a stride deck that I can use for my clan, yeah. you know? My first opinion, all right, I guess now we're talking about Gurgit. Yeah, so
0: mm-hmm. cut to Gurgit, I finally come back to the game, and I rejoined it. I joined it at yeah. the same time. And like, the, the,
1: oh, yeah, the, Gabe the game had started yeah, this game. Gabe the, had a great nature yeah. deck ready and you were like, what is this? I know.
0: Well, because it wasn't, it wasn't mid-game anymore, and I, I got it to work for me. But anyway, thanks again, Gabe, for making the big brother stuff while I was gone. Anyway... So, we come back, the game is starting to stabilize, because around GBT-01, shit hit the fan, right? Mm-hmm. Matt, you had an explanation?
2: I mean, you just had ridiculous stuff come out for a few people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> what, like five clans maybe got really good stuff, and everyone else yeah. is kind of still just In chilling? In the dust. Nova, you
0: know? Nova's, Royals, Koguro... Gears, kind of, but
1: Gears was kinda, was really tier 2. They, the yeah. reason I like acknowledge Gears as Tier 2 is because Miles built it, and they did really well with, with, at Spring Fest with Gabe. That was the same time Cosmic Roar came out. So oh. Dimension Police was barely getting up there, but people were kind of figuring out Dimension Police that day.
2: Yeah, it came out right right the day before Spring. I Fest. remember the day off. those. It was and, the I'm, day off. and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew Die Earth was good. That's what I figured <laughs> out that day. And everyone else was like, "I think Diaries is bad," and mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, I'm pretty sure Diarth is good, but I have no idea. we like, how we yes. like, set everything up, and there just wasn't enough time. And but, so Cosmic Roar had like barely come out, so people didn't have figured out yet, so that wasn't a thing. So Royals, it- Neo, Nectar." Ninjago was two. Oh, Ninjago was yeah. two. So it was just Royals, Novas, Novas, Kaguro, Ott, Ott. He yeah, oh, definitely right. Ott. Definitely yeah.
0: Ott. The last time Ott was ever good, watch episode seven because yeah.
1: <laughs> that was when people were debating, <laughs> oh, Tsukiyomi or or Coco. Coco. Like I honestly originally Sorry, thought Tsukiyomi was better because I thought, consistent. oh, more hand. Then yeah. then after Coco, I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, Coco's way better.
2: Yeah. It, it was so easy to fall so far behind. Like, like, like Sukiyomi. Oh yeah. Or just OT, against OTT in general at that mm-hmm. point. Like, uh-huh. There's like five million really cards. Man. Go, yeah, kind of awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so GBT03 comes out. The game's finally starting to stabilize. We get
1: all this Link Joker stuff. So Messiah, or that was kind of unfun though. Yeah, that, and then, that Link Joker yeah. stuff was not fun because it kind of felt like Link Joker was locking stuff again, but easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you know it that was, was un- it was fun. more it and was big, more freedom. big crunch kind of like was annoying that was uh yeah. omega lock was unnecessary lock but, but that's yeah. that's i'm guessing that's what the clan needed yeah
0: blah blah, blah. Yeah, quotes
1: you quotes, know, yeah. yeah
0: so gold paladin gets gurgit sunrise
1: ray night gurgit What's actually really funny about that gurgit deck is everything in that deck it came out i literally people were buying gb203 were like shadow Paladin, or guys or guys or other people amnesty 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 you know yeah. link joker and i'm kind of running going hey pst. H- hand me those gold paladin commons. You know, yeah. that was literally me. Because G- everything, in the, yeah, everything I in that set was good. like the the pulls and the gurgits. I got two gurgits and two Pills pre ordered, and they were like five bucks each. Because yeah. pu- people were already hyping quill for Pellinor, which was really annoying because it didn't need to be hyped at all. Yeah, I already figured that out. I'm like the Pellinor things, fun, dead. But I don't know if this thing work I honestly was like, oh, let's make let's make it fun. That sounds like fun, you know. Greg, let's make it a fun deck. Let's get let's let's go find let's figure out how much Pellinor is this. Wow, twenty five bucks for a Pellinor. I'm Um, I'm not that I'm not I'm not down to have that much fun. Yeah. So that's that's when I was like, okay, this is dumb. And I actually had a Pellinor. I'm thinking to myself, Wow, I can make some money. Nobody I knew wanted to buy a Pellinor for that much, so I literally just sold it for a dollar. And I was like, you know what? They're right. This card is not worth twenty five. It is worth a dollar. Yeah. So I sold it for a dollar. And I I gave it to um, I forgot his name. Oh, well. But he was, he was his thing was, he was known for the Pelennor stuff at Power uh, Anime. I can't believe I forgot his name. I can't. Mean, Andrew. 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 It was Andrew. Andrew is known to be, like, the Pelennor guy. So yeah. that I'm like, oh. He's like, oh, I feel like rebuilding Pelennor. I'm like, there, there you go. You. Yeah. I felt like, give it to the the Pelennor guy, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, how am I going to do this? And then people were even asking, like, on Facebook, on, on North American Car Vanguard, They were like, what's the best backup for Gurgit? And people were saying, oh, Lofty Head Lion. And I'm like, oh, that's a pretty meh card. Or, or, or it doesn't the, call stuff, yeah. you know, really. Or it the, has to be placed. Or the old guy. The like, old Don Volo yeah. with the beard. Yeah. Yeah, he has to hit. But if you ride him, it yeah. sucks. And then people are like, oh, I'm just running Ezel Scissors. And I feel like when people started realizing you could run Ezel Scissors. And I think Absolution, Lion King, King Mythraiser came out before GB203. Yeah. So people could throw that in, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So then Ezel went from like 10 bucks to 25 bucks. and I'm like, well, well that's great. Now more cards that I really want to run. Pelinor and Pelinor for fun is too much. And now is too much to be competitive. So I was like, okay, well I guess Gergit's supposed to be cheap, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Cuz when I was first thinking about doing Greg, I'm like, I'm gonna run two Pelinor that's just funny, yeah. And I'm gonna run two Ezzel because I don't like Link Joker, yeah. I don't want them locking my field because Gergit can't do anything by himself. So then I was like, All right, well, what can I do? Eventually, I, I after so much time of playtesting, I eventually figured out Scourge Point is really amazing,
0: yeah. So Scourge Point was the finest collection card actually, that along with with Mr. Mi- Mr. Ezzel that was really underrated. So when you call, I, when they're like 60
1: cents him. each yeah. when I
0: got them. So when you call someone from deck, the thing called and Scourge Point himself gets plus 5k. So if you keep changing. Ch- and shit together, that thing's going to get really big really fast.
1: Right. That's when I realized like, oh, Gurgit, and that, that, that kind of we kind of hit the point where we realized you don't use the the, the grade 3 for the GB2. Usually. We just got to that point where people just stopped doing that. Yeah. You know? So I was like, okay, well, the GB2 is defensive. Got, I, I get no one's offensive with their GB2s. This is before Next Stage, so no one ever even thought about using Gert, uh, Chrono Jet's GB2 yeah. after set three at all, yeah. you know? So it was like, oh, well, this makes sense, you know? Defensive, and I'm offensive when I stride. This Mind is damage. G. You know? yeah. I, I, I was like, hit that money. And then I had lofty, two lofty heads. That's a pretty yeah. decent bat. And two Danvalo. And Danvalo was like the the... I realized, like, oh my gosh, you just call it with Quill. Give it plus five because Scourge Point. Give it another plus five because Rising in the Net. Give it another plus five because Gigantic Ringer. You got a, a thing that's pressure with a big number. It was really hard to make uh, the Grigatek because it was really counterblast heavy. You were yeah. counterblasting at least, the least, two times a turn. And if you don't have an unflipped engine, you go from two to four to... Yeah. You can't really do much anymore. You had, you had to run the 5K Soul Blast and Flip 2. Yeah, and that was just one because you needed the soul for great. It was yeah. just really weird because there were too many things that contradicted, Yeah. but eventually kind of worked its way out. And that came in B- GBT-07, didn't it? Yeah, that kind of uh, worked its way out. Okay. Yeah, a lot.
0: So GBT-07, which just came out for us here in the States, like, what, a few months ago? Yeah. Like, July? June, something like that? Something like that. July, yeah.
1: probably. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Me neither. So what what's sort of fun, like... Well, we got a soul charge engine and an unflip engine, which honestly yeah. I was actually surprised. I thought they were going to get kind of like... They are kind of like, nah, man, just put the card down. It does it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got the
0: keyword in Unite, which is if you call two things, you know, to guard circle or yeah. rear guard circle, just Unite for the turn. Like... Easiest fucking shit ever. I don't
1: remember talking with Robert about it. Maybe him mentioning it, but I feel like if we actually talked about it in depth, because Robert and I agreed that Unite, as awesome as it is, to get off, it really sucks. They have to do that every single turn because you deck out
0: really fast, a lot. Yeah.
1: And I, and when my, like you saw the the video of me playing Gabe, and even though I, even though I used the quintet wall, that's just five cards short of deck out. Yeah, I still decked out, but just because I'm five cards short. That just showed you how close I was to deck out. And yeah. he probably still had like half of his deck left. And that was really hard to figure out. And I, I actually also had that problem with regular Gurgit set 3. I was decking out because I was trying to run draw triggers in the deck. Not the stand trigger. Because I was like, oh, this stand trigger is weird because I have to play it first. Then I have to use yeah. stride. I didn't think about using Pwo with it. Yeah. I was just thinking straightforward. Doing the stand, then having to use Gurgit's skill, yeah. and I also saw like other people were posting their deck lists for Gurgit, and they did a crit for a draw something, and oh, these people probably thought about it, you know. It's that's ever- probably what you have to do.
0: Yeah, but that's what everybody goes to automatically. Yeah, I know,
1: but that's what I thought. Yeah. I'm like, why am I decking out so fast? And it's because of the draw triggers. Eventually, because of the Scourge Point, I was like, because you're hitting such big numbers so quickly, you know, your deck out wasn't that big a deal because you're they punishing be deck- your opponent. They so- should. They sh- they they should be dead before you deck out is the idea with Scourge Point but because of my my additional idea was Campbell Campbell Spear Cross you know Scourge Point it maybe was the thing but then I realized it's it's literally Campbell Scourge Point Point, Scourge Scourge Point Point, Scourge Scourge Point Point. and then and then
0: if they if they start killing off your stuff Spear Cross then Spear Cross is like an emergency yeah
1: and then I ran one blizzard because it's like oh hey I just strode you're at five damage your turn it's like oh crap I need GB2 yeah. Blizzard, you know yeah. that's that's what Blizzard was for it kind of sucked because it was like oh well now because sometimes i would go oh, Blizzard, i want to be careful and then i don't use Gerd's gb2 at all during my defense i'm like wow i could have actually been offensive that turn yeah you
0: know well okay well now now let's cut to uh, gb back to gb
1: 7 yeah. yeah
0: so you, you get unite you get stuff that goes into soul including jeffrey the Stanford with the french horn marcia stuff like that so that puts stuff into soul for Gurgit, and then you also get, like, unflips or draws or... So that also means you can get pressure and also leave your field empty to call more shit next turn to set off Unite.
1: I remember talking with Gabe about the whole thing with the soul, uh-huh. and I was telling Gabe, I was like, you know, I I think this, this thing has enough soul charges, I can start running two copies of those Soul Blast 2 flip twos, and Gabe was like... Are you sure? Just because you got soul charge support doesn't mean you're going to be soul charging that much. Yeah. So I played him against Aria, and I told him midway through the game I just thought, "Gabe, count how many cards are in my soul now." And he was like, "Why do you have eight cards in your soul? You know, like because like, like, I'm setting up my mega blast." It, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, and it's like, how did it's like, you, and you kind of don't really pay attention to it. Obviously, like, you're like, "Wow, this is a really big stack under yeah. Gurgit going on right now." Yeah. And honestly, I honestly felt so really. Just so comfortable knowing that I can unflip and have soul because that was main, mainly Gurgit's thing. Is I really had to figure out when to counter when it, and also I didn't really feel like the deck was around Gurgit. The deck was literally was Gold Paladin Quill featuring Scourge Point. Yeah, that was literally the deck, and then Gurgit Gr- was just needed because if you didn't superior call something, yeah, you just, you were like losing out with yeah. Scourge Point's ability.
0: He, he he was a means to an end, I think. Yeah, and, and then now the deck is kind of starting to be focused around him. Mm-hmm. They also released the start deck, so now we have a bunch of gold Paladin and new people.
1: Now, I remember the start deck; and you know, was I was yeah. so convinced I was going to trade out my triple R gurgits for the foiled TD ones. Nah, man. And then and then for some reason I would just look at the TD artwork, and I, for me I was just like, I don't really like this. And then what happened was I started go seeing people running gold Paladin decks, and they're all running start decks. So I kind of felt them and like, wow, this these people note. are probably like grabbing onto golds now. And I just had this thing like, I just if I switch out the rarities. I feel like I'm just following the same train. Like if you, I feel like I want someone to go. Wow, he has the triple Rs. Yeah. Like I, I've been, I've been trying to make Gurgit fun for the longest time, and now that it's got support, people are jumping on. It's your gold badge of courage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's that's the only yeah. and I, and then also
0: even, I kept pulling in SP Gurgit. I pulled it three times on three separate occasions. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a bad thing, but, like, it, was, it's it just, just keeps, going, keeps showing up. And the reason it's funny yeah. is
1: because no one wants an SP, Gurg, yeah. because people, yeah. people underrate it.
0: And also a start deck. Why yeah. would you want it now? Mm. Yeah, and then Gabe keeps teasing me. It wants you to build it. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> I pulled an SP spear Cross too. Yeah. And he's, like, building it. I'm like, and I'm not pulled, building and
1: it. you pu- pulled uh, GPGs, too.
0: Oh, right, yeah.
1: Oh, that's another thing. Let's talk about Gurgi. Oh,
0: GPGs versus the, the normal, normal RPGs. The normal RPGs.
1: Yeah. When I was first during doing two, I thought, oh, let's run regular PGs because we can do the, the Superior Guard. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many times that never happened for me. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. When yeah. I would this go, look at the top point. four. Yeah. yeah, let's look at the top four out of, like, my 30 or 20 yeah. cards. Like, that's still one-fifth of your cards. So you have a one-in-five chance of being, being, having one of those, being it in there.
0: Let's be honest, it's going it's like, it's to be two stands, a grade two, and a grade three. It, right? It's
1: just going to be something yeah. where it's like... And I honestly I did not want to go, oh, wow, let's save the GB2 just in case for this occasion. I feel like if I'm doing that, I'm not... I was trying to make Gurgit, like, tournament. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to use it in my locals. And I've actually... There were games where I would... that. This was back when Sword Me was still in every single Royal Paladin deck, and that yeah. was really annoying. So I remember using my Gurgit deck way before GBT07... And somehow being able to keep up with Things Saver Jewel Knights. It, it I don't it was all because of Quill and Spirit and uh, Point and like things like Fan you yeah. know. Like FanGol or even Lopier Shooter or Saphir. It was like I was constantly changing around but it was still it still was keeping up really well. So I was like, this this is fine. This is a competitive deck for me and other people don't really see it.
0: Well there's that and then like we, we took it to, you took it to Springfest last year.
1: Yeah, but that was yeah. with start deck stuff. Yeah, and also I got my Uzzle stuff, so that was. But convenient. I'm saying,
0: but like by the time we did that, we managed to get decently far, especially because we we, we had. Where did we
1: get to? Like round? We died around five. Oh, five. Yeah. Huh. And, and, and this remember. was
0: with Jared as our third seed. Jared, we taught him how to play at a diner an hour before. The-
1: yeah, we literally <laughs> taught him how to started. play. Yeah. We, we taught him uh, how to play like yeah. literally out like hours before yeah. the event started. And, and some, yeah, and then and we gave him Mad Spike brothers
0: and like, and we we did decently. I was running seven C's and getting my ass kicked, so you know that's life. But it's better than me. I, get, I got knocked out round two because oh. a couple of
1: people and oh. they they can't uh, because they still believe they still believe against stride,
2: like how people believe against vaccination or oh, oh okay. like well,
0: the, the, the refuse to get with the time. People actually, I wanted to do an episode on that later, but let's move on. So, yeah.
2: uh, but is, this, I, is this the one that I missed due to uh, yeah. dying in the hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dying right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the only reason the only reason we got. Uh, Jared to use Matt's deck is we poison Matt I mean Matt got appendicitis <laughs> 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 and we had, to, we had to take him to the hospital no, <laughs> um, no, I was going to just yeah. ice people
2: it was uh, oh
0: no, the, 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 there's a there's a Nexus Core video where we talk about that a little bit but um, yeah, sh- yeah. shameless plug um, but yeah so set 7 with all the new stuff you have and also we g- Gurgit Stride how the hell can you not that was actually really funny, because
1: yeah. I remember talking with Davon, trying to think, what it, what's it going to be? Yeah. When I first thought, wouldn't it be funny if it was just, like, a Gansalot Zenith, like, revive, but as a G unit? Yeah. You know, like, like it, on attack, flip over another copy yeah. of itself, put a unit at the, like, yeah. put units at the bottom. Instead of one unit, it's two units, call two new units. Yeah. Like, something like yeah. that. Which is actually funny, because that's literally what Glorious Raining does, yeah. in a way. And
0: then that, and then <laughs> yeah. it turned out to be OG Gansalot, but better. Yeah. Or Gansalot. Gansalot the, Yeah. yeah.
1: So it was, yeah. but like the idea was like, oh, it's you know, unite counterblast one, soul blast two, and that's the other thing. When I saw the soul blast two, that was they revealed the card before they revealed the rest of the support, and, you were like, and we were um, like, ooh, soul blast two. We were kind of like, are they really like making us use up all that soul when we just barely getting it, you know? And then I realized, oh, I'm I'm fine, yeah. you know. Jeffrey French Horn, yeah, yeah. We were Starface Lion. I think fine. after they revealed yes. the stand trigger, that's when people were like, oh, we're yeah. good,
2: yeah, you know. How often do you feel a, a tug between the soul you want to spend for uh, the Gurgit stride and uh, using the effect of Gurgit during your opponent's turn the GB2?
1: Never, because the Gurgit GB2 is literally like, oh, well, you rotation. know what, I really have nothing else to do right now. <laughs> it's like a it's honestly like, like, if I really did not want to be using Gurgit's GB2, I'd probably scoop. Like yeah. That's that's the literally the last thing I want to be doing, <laughs> is using Gurgit's GB2. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, even if I use my last two soul for the Unite, that's yeah. way better than yeah. going, oh, I need two soul for Gurgit because I might be able to get the PGs. And I, like, I think someone in the comments <laughs> mentioned that the reason they like... Because like, it was in the video that I was playing against Gabe, and they are like, why are you running the unflipping PGs? And in my mind, I'm like, because I don't use Spirit Guard. I like my unflips. And that was the same thing with B- GBT 3 People running uh, Halo Shield Marks, and I was like, no, I want to run the on-flips because this deck Counter blasts a lot, and I never yes. see my PG, so there's no point. Yeah. Of course, there have been games where I go, look at Top 4, oh, man, if only that was a regular PG, but, you know.
0: But, but like, that's so negligible. But, and also, yeah. my favorite thing is that you can do Gurgit Stride's effect as many times as you want to pay for it, or can pay for it. Mm-hmm. So, there's this great moment in the anime where, like, Tayo does it, and you see, like, you know, when power increases in the show, you hear a little ding, ding, ding and then, like, it stops but in the show, he's talking about this is what the effect does, and he, and you see him looking around, and the number is just rising and rising and rising and rising. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it gets plus 5K for every rear guard, and it, it, it doesn't go five stop, five stop. It's just going ding, 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 yeah. ding, I'm like, that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, um, yeah that big
1: power buff was kind con- because it was funny because – yeah, it made games. sense at the time, like, why do we need this really big, powerful yeah. Vanguard? And then it was like, oh, G-Guardians, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. G-Guardians. It's really PG, but if they don't have a PG, I already know the G-Guardian's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. So it was basically that. It was basically like, oh, here's a big, fat number, kind of like Phantom Blaster Overlord back yeah. in the day here's a big fat number if you had on PG. This is going to be really big, yeah. but this is like extremely big. Well, there's that,
0: and you and you you have all of, you have three options for good stand traders that you're probably running: French Horn guy, Catch Goal Liberator, or Ringer.
1: Mm, and, yeah. and I, I kind of didn't really think yeah. of catching I'm like three. What is he talking about? Oh, then you mentioned catching I'm like Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, I, no, just and, like yeah. as a clan, you have yeah, options. and basically, yeah. Uh, the Groot Strike basically gave everything shitloads of power. Yeah, so um, 10k. It's almost polish, like yeah. how, the reason why they ran, uh, and other players ran refros, and even then they still, uh, run the res- uh, rescue stand. Yeah, it's they were running both before Refros before yeah. got it. But it was, but it was, I was trying to think about it too, going, should I run ringers? Or, or I was also thinking, like, should I run more stands? And then I kind of realized, I'm like, you know what, this deck really has no pressure. Because if I'm just going, here's a poke number, here's a poke, here's not even poke, here's a big number hitting you, here's a big number hitting you. It's dude, here's another big number hitting you. It's really not keeping up that pressure because if someone starts realizing, oh, he's running six stand, that means he's probably not going to get that many crits. So if I have this really big, beefy, gurgit number and it's like 60k or whatever and they're at three damage, they're going to go, eh, no guard. Because they might know, if I'm playing with my friends, they're going to go, oh, he runs six crit. Maybe he won't get one. I saw four earlier in the game. There's no way he's going to get one now, no guard. So I was like... This deck still needs the crit pressure. It still does. Gergen so what, needs. It,
0: have, it needed like, it during four still. Four stand crit or yeah. I'm, oh, it, okay. It's it's just it's the best thing right yeah. now in my opinion. Always keep the French horn around though. Yeah. Public
2: service announcement: There's a real cost to putting stands in your deck. We should probably talk about that because yeah. like, you and I have these long
0: conversations about like the merits and. You know, not Mary's or stand Traders. I'm just gonna, trying to imagine how yeah.
1: fast that deck out if I actually ran draws instead. That would be that's fine. No, I
2: think that I think the standing gold powder is very good, wow. and, yeah. I thi- and and I and I think like there are there are stands that are definitely worth playing. I just think uh, there is a cost. And yeah. I think the cost is is, is 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 I mean, crits are really yeah. good. Sacrificing pre- yeah. some <laughs> pressure for a different kind of pressure.
1: I've seen. I saw. I saw one deck profile on YouTube of a guy who was running twelve crit. And I thought that that makes sense if you want to just really just beef up all your numbers right from the get go. Yeah. But the other thing is you have to understand is this is Vanguard, and you can you can run twelve crit, but doesn't still still doesn't mean you're going to see one every drive check. Yeah. And that's coming from me when I even tried to put twelve crit in bluish flame, and it actually was worse in yeah. my opinion. Mm. It was well, just worse. Well,
0: because twelve crit you lose defense for the most part. Like if okay stands are kind of the same thing, but like with uh, the stands often have the good effects and draw triggers or draw triggers. Mm. So a lot of these crits are either, are the Heart Thumb clone and then just vanilla stuff. Yeah. So all you're getting on, like, taking this damage or, like, drawing it outside of the thing is just a 10k shield and some yeah. you know, 5k.
1: I guess that's the only thing I don't like about Jerry the Stand is... Because I was so used to... Uh, I remember when I was playing with Scourge and Poil back in the day using Gigantic Ringer. The idea, of even as the game was progressing, I'm calling normal stuff out of the deck and yeah. I'm putting a trigger back in the deck. Yeah. I'm essentially trigger thinning out my deck. And if I go call up pull with Gurgit's skill, pull is a 16k because of Scourge Point on its own. Yeah. So when I go this rear to pull to van, if my van sees a stand, I re-stand pull. Pull is 21 on its own. Yeah. And I'm probably going to see one if I'm putting stands back in my deck. And, I, and usually a lot of times my drive checks, usually when I'm playing, like, when it's the game turn finisher, it's usually stand, crit, stand, yeah. or something like that, or stand, something, stand. It was usually, there was definitely a stand somewhere in there, and that's what I always expect. But because Unite is so different than how I used to play Gurgit, it's, it's, I just, I would always find myself going, buff up, buff up, buff buff, call, call, or I'd see, like the top three, and I'd go, oh, wow, Jerry, cool, if I call it, then I can move it into yeah. stolen one flip. But I started realizing, like, why am I not seeing triggers in my triple drives? And I was like, oh, I'm calling my triggers from my deck, and I'm leaving my normal stuff in my deck. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh cool, I can call the the, I can call the Heartthunk clone and I can draw. Yeah. That's a draw, you know.
0: But it's a trigger. But it's a trigger. It's
1: a trigger. And yeah. I started and I started realizing that. So if you're playing unite and you look at your top three and you see like a whatever card, if you see trigger trigger and like something like a PG, yeah. And you're like, oh, I really don't want to call the PG. Then maybe that's the that's the that's the, that's the circumstance. Like, oh, don't call the PG. Maybe But that new PG in set Hey, you might want to call that. Yeah. But like it's it all I tried to stop myself from calling triggers even if the situation so like, oh, I really need a 7k booster I could say, mm, "Yeah, but I could really I could just put another attacker in that column and try and work with that because I really wanted to keep the triggers in the deck because if you have this big beefy vanguard number and they go PG, you need your rear guards to be beefing up too with crits. And that's why I like to run four bowler goal, because they go, oh, that's like a 21 column or a 26 column on its own. You know, I'll just take it, and you go, oh, look, a crit, and you put it there, and they go, oh, well, now that's a threat. Oh. That's a threat now. And since Buller goal's bull dumb because it gets 5k for no reason, yeah, that's, that's yeah, what keeps it buffing like that.
0: What's ironic is that, like, bull paladin used to be, like, very kind of static, where you just call and keep your field, mm-hmm. and then you just fill it as necessary. But then with all this new Unite stuff, it's constantly just making room for new stuff. Yeah, which is, which which is, is good because Unite, you, Unite
1: that's yeah. the only way you can activate Unite. Yeah, well there's
0: that and then like uh, against all these control clans you have like more of a shot because all your stuff is gone and you can just call new stuff. Right. Also, I, I just realized this is the first episode you've been on and you do all of the video stuff for the Nexus Core YouTube channel, which is super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Um Actually, I, I want to do an episode with you and different fight again, where we talk about like how to run a Vanguard y- YouTube channel. Hmm. That'll be nice. That would be fun. Yeah,
1: um, get his point of view. and Maybe I can get some insight from him, him and yeah. being really successful at it too. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think part of it is uh, he like his how to play video got sent to Bushiroad through Twitter. Bushiro retweeted that, and then people were like, "What's this?" And then you got a bunch of subs. Yeah. He totally deserved them. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we, we are constantly in his shadow, and we're working on it. We're like close to we're, fifteen. We're
1: on. not even a shadow. We're like we're trying to be his shadow. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we're yeah. not even the ass, <laughs> the ass of a flea. The ass of a flea. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ass of a flea. All right. The You're shadow of an up. ass of a flea. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what we are. <laughs> With yeah. the shadow, shadow of, the of the ass of a flea, flea that is looking at difference fights shadow. That's basically N- what we Nexus are. Nexus core. The shadow of the ass of a flea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> really catchy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting that on the next t-shirt. No, shadow of the ass say of a flea. Put that on yeah. a shirt but... So, yeah. But, like, th- we definitely have some fun stuff coming on in the future. Thanks for, for being here, Richard. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here, Matt and Elvin. Uh, sure. I I, I hope you guys like, uh, like the format of us just being in the same room as opposed to Skype. If you like it, Uh, Give us a review on iTunes and such, and we'll see you next time on Nexus at Night. I'd like to take this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast. Uh, Be sure to rate and like us on iTunes and to, you know, suggest this to your friends. I'd also like to thank Lil Elephant, the Oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music. Uh you can find them at lilelefunk.com, so L-A-L-E-L-E-P-H-U-N-K. You can also tweet us at V G tour so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Or you can tweet me at Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S, N is in Nancy, O V is in Victor, A-C-K. Have a good night, everyone.